in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And uh, this week, uh, in honor of The Dead Don't Die, the new Jim Jarmusch film, we have decided to count down the top 10 zombie films, uh, which was something that I think we came up with, and we were like, wait a minute, that might be fun to do. We haven't tackled this kind of stuff before. It's so weird that we haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like a no-brainer. Zombie thing is so massive nowadays. Yeah, it is. But we've never done a vampires only. Mm. Um, that'd be interesting. Ten of those. There's a lot to choose from. I wonder how much I have to compromise to get to ten. Yeah, I've never thought about it. Yeah, and how high is Interview with the Vampire then going to end up on my list? (laughs) I enjoy that movie, but in no way is it like, you know, it's got some cheesy parts. Yeah. But I, I do thoroughly. I like that movie. My concern would be uh, how much would I, where would I put Love at First Bite, the George Hamilton film from the eighties? I don't know where I'd put that. What about First Bitten with uh, Jim Carrey? Oh yeah, that's right, Lauren Hutton. That's right. Uh, I almost forgot. Almost forgot about that one. And then you got what Fright Night? Fright Night, yes. And even the remake's pretty good. Yes, it is. Uh, there's choices. Lost Boys isn't Lost Boys vampire. Lost Boys is vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although going back to rewatch that, yeah. it's so cheesy at times. It's, it doesn't hold up. I mean, kind of. Okay. All right. All right. But it's, you know, it's yeah. very of its moment yep. in a lot of ways. Of course, in the 80s. Yeah. But the sax guy is even more ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's just the thing that everybody makes fun of when you uh, see it in context yeah. makes it even worse to be like, oh, I yeah. can't believe it. This just kind of, I didn't like it at the time, but I didn't hate it. It was like, whatever. It's fucking. I was a kid. I was like, sax is cool. He's in shape. The dude's got muscles. You, yeah. Yeah. But how many of these kids are vampires? That's I know true. those kids are vampires. What is <laughs> what is going on in California? Uh, a lot. And then I still moved here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> what We Do in the Shadows would be another one, too. True. That's a good, good vampire movie. Uh, yeah, then you got your Twilights, which I've never seen. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And yeah. uh, there's so many others. Are there any female vampire movies? Like female-centric vampire, other than What's Bitten? Um, I don't know that I can recall. I, I would honestly, I bet you Dallas Donuts that there's a black exploitation one. Oh, probably. Ooh, I wonder if Blackula would make my list. Maybe. I know Dracula, both of them would Dead make and Loving list. It? That's the one you no. want to go with? No. <laughs> That's the original one, the Lugosi one, and then uh, probably the Gary Oldman one. For Gary Oldman. We've talked about a performance elevating yeah. a mediocre film. Certainly, Gary Oldman is incredible in that Coppola. That should be a much better movie, but it's just not. Agreed. Thoroughly, it should have been a much it's just better not. movie. Yeah. Even the cinemat- cinematography was, was weird. Yeah, it's a weird Coppola film. You know. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about zombies on this episode. And uh, Jim Jarmusch has this thing coming out. Adam Driver's in it. Bill Murray's in it. Bunch of people are in this thing. Uh, it's an odd uh, subject matter for Jim Jarmusch to take on. And then, strangely, not odd, because he always does these kind of out-of-the-mainstream type of movies. 
Uh, certainly Dead Man's an interesting Western, uh, so with Johnny Depp, so mm-hmm. no surprise that he wants to tackle the uh, uh, liberal, I mean the uh, uh, vampire genre in this way. So, um, well, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to, uh, I mean, the, the zombie genre rather in this way. So we're going to talk about it. Um, uh, There's on the the outset, there are a lot of zombie movies I haven't seen. Okay, so if people want to, you know, come at me, like I'm not a zombie ex- expert. This is of the X number I've seen. Yes. These are my favorite 10. You're not a zombie file is what you're saying. Exactly. Right. Because um, when I looked it up, there was some that had I had the time. I went back and watched two. Okay. For the show. Nice. One I'd already seen, but I wanted to watch again, and one sure. I'd never seen. So I just picked, of all the ones I hadn't seen, I chose this one. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, you know... But there's whatever Dead Snow that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. and they the made Nazis. a sequel, I guess. Yeah, yes, but they did not. Yeah, Nazi zombies. Sure, of course. Why not? The zombies ended up in everything. Of course, there'd be zombie Nazis. Hell yeah! How many video games had zombie Nazis? Well, True. a Call of Duty of some era, I House, know for sure. Maybe a House of Dead had some. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, certainly possible. Had to have happened. Yeah, but sure, I, that, that's really interesting. And yeah, I was surprised at how many didn't make my list. Like, okay. I was surprised that I had a few honorable mentions. I didn't think I'd seen that many. And then when I started making a list, I was like, holy shit, I've kind of seen a lot of these. There's one that back in the day when we had Christian and Cody on, mm. and we did like a horror because they had their horror show at the time. Yeah. And we're both like, look, we don't know horror as well as you. Yeah. So please come on, educate. And one that they brought up was Wreck or Record. Oh, short yeah. Record. record, yeah. And I saw that come up just on a simple Google search. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like he couldn't, both of them couldn't. Uh, Recommend that more highly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I never saw that. Neither have I. Okay. So, it's not on my list. I hear it's good. <laughs> Maybe but you only someday. have so much time in the day. It's true. And if you're not a zombie file, why would you run to see it? Necessarily? Yeah. And once again, you know, like we, we said on, uh, a sh- I don't know. I was going to say, because I don't know when, the, when that comes out. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah. Moving right, forward. There we go. Zombies. That's what happens when we record multiple shows. Yeah, tonight. you forget the timeline of what comes out where. <laughs> Imagine Christian juggling all those storylines for the Schmodown. That must be tough as well. Yeah, but he organizes. We don't. That's true. That's he fair. Writes point. it all obsessively. He does. And his penmanship that would make a third grader cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. You can go find that on our short-lived Collider <laughs> show when he came in and wrote on the whiteboard. That's if that's a true oh, yeah. representation of his lettering skills. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I'll never forget it. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me with that?" <laughs> this is no human should write like this. Like uh, my nephew, who is six, is a, a roughly equivalent to a couple of those letters. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm not saying all of it is, but a couple of those letters of I. How did you give up and every teacher just lets you slide with that? It's <laughs> so long. Going. Yeah. I don't know how that's a choice. It's a gift to gab, I guess. Perhaps. Perhaps uh, it is. Uh, you want to tell them how the show works, Matt? Uh, or yeah. is there anything else we need to announce? Is there anything, or can we get into it? I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. I don't it. think so. Um, once we set a topic, John and I go our personal ways and create individual top ten lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Jumping right in. Okay. Um, so my number ten is uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. That was the random one I watched. Wow. Girl with all the gifts? With all the gifts. Interesting. Okay. It's who's, a weird title. Who's in this? Do you know who's in this? Uh, remember? Glenn Close. What? Uh, Gemma Atherton. Oh, okay. Gemma Atherton, yeah. Or Atherton. Um, she is beautiful. And then she, a British actor who's in who's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. I think he played 
The journalist that gets killed in the Bourne series? Is that Ultimatum? Or- oh, uh, Patty Considine. And I know he's done comedy, too. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy that was Cinderella Man, his best friend, who gets yes. beat up on the dock? Down on his luck guy? Yep. That's Patty Considine, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the three of them, and then I don't... I know I don't know the little girl, the girl, with okay. all the gifts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See? So our yeah. video. You, you, guys, you guys would have enjoyed that just as much. I had a little head waggle. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I, I, I really pleased myself, and I couldn't even see it. <laughs> um, I don't think so. What? That if I knew anybody else. Okay. There's All another right. soldier that somewhat reminds me of the, uh, because he's uh, black, the young black kid in the hurricane. Oh, okay. But yeah. they don't have the same speech pattern, uh, but their presence is roughly similar to me. Okay. The way they carry themselves. So that's how he reminded me. He was like, oh, it kind of reminds me of, of that movie. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, look at these people in this thing. Okay. All right. But it's in it. So the gist of the movie is. Yeah. So there's a fungus that has infected people and turned them into zombies. Okay. And do you want me to just tell you the... Yeah, yeah. I don't, well, the, the not... twist, is, it happens, you, they tell you uh, 15, 20 minutes in. So it's oh, not okay. like a, it sets up the action thereafter. Right. So this, these kids were born, I think, of infected mothers while they were still in the womb. Ooh. Or some, something along those lines because all of the, the kids that are like her ate their way out, (laughs) but they still retain part of their humanity so they can interact and talk, but they have this stuff called blocker that if they can smell just natural humans around them, the fungus in their brain triggers and they get hungry and they try to attack. Wow. Yeah. So on the surface, they like, and they're the hybrid because zombies are elsewhere. Right, right. So they're like studying these kids and you're like, oh, this is an interesting concept. I've never seen this with, you know, specifically with zombies where this has happened, Kids ate the way out, but they're still there in this weird middle ground in between. Right. And it's, then it turns into a zombie movie, but it has different questions at the end, and I liked the ending. Okay. It's only at number 10 because I've only seen it the once, and number nine trumps it because I've actually seen number nine probably too many times. Okay. But I, I was like, all right, that's good. Yeah. But yeah. like, Wreck is probably a better movie, I would assume, by Zombie Files. Maybe. That could uh, make somebody's top five, six, I don't know, maybe even higher. Yeah, I have no well, idea. I, I'm sure the fans listening to us know... We, we rarely yeah. talk about it. It's horror or zombies, so it's like, it's our top no. ten. So, but the yeah. ones of, of this genre I do like, I effing love. Okay. Which I can't say that about, like, Dracula. We brought it before. True. I have many more zombie films where I'm like, that's an excellent film. Yeah. Uh, it had me riveted the whole time, and I knew exactly what it was, and it delivered entirely. Yeah. Um, okay. So that was my ten. Yeah, what's your nine? My number nine is one I've... Uh, seen a lot of times, surprisingly. Okay. World War Z. Yeah, that's my number nine as well. Is it? Yep. I I didn't read the book. Yeah, neither did I. So all the people that harangue it for it's not the book, right. I understand. And I wish I'd seen what you guys read. Yeah. Because I'm sure it would have been overall a better... Yeah, but then you would have walked out of the movie more uh, more dissatisfied. So well, it was a depressing... change for the book. You think so? Yeah, if only, a lot of people who read the books didn't like the movie. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, had they been able to translate what the book was oh, onto the screen? Right, yes. So I understand you saying it sucks compared yes. to this. agreed. agreed. I, I have no understanding of what that is. This, to me, shows merit of it deserves a sequel because it set up a few different interesting categories. I'd love to get into the North Korea stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. fascinating yeah, when he's like, why did I pull out my teeth? Why did this country do this? Yeah. Why did Israel manage to 
Yeah. How do they have the heads up? Well, this is this is the thing that I thought I always find fascinating in horror when they do like a global thing with the horror. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why can't we see installments of this particular franchise all Israeli, all Russian, all French, all 100%. this? Like a quiet place. I said this on Movie Talk. A Quiet Place, they should do a French Quiet Place, an England Quiet Place, an Australian Quiet Place, a Russian Quiet Place, an Africa Quiet Place, because it happened all over the globe. It wasn't just domestically in America. It was all over the globe. True. I just, with that one, because it was such a small film, to me it is the family dynamic that really drew you in. Yeah, but they're doing a sequel. They are. So why not do a sequel that's all French? Well, because... All Russian, all German. John rightly wants to direct his wife in another project that they're both working on, and everybody loved the first one. And true, they true. were celebrated as a couple, true. and that's why he's gonna do. Fair I enough. thought you were saying another director go off and you just do the side, kind of like yes, another the Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, another director goes off, like a French director goes off, does a version of yeah. Quiet Place that's connected to the universe of the original. Dude, I tried Fear the Walking Dead. I was like, maybe you can get right all the stuff that I ended up not liking about the Walking Dead, and it's like, nope. Actually, you're an even slightly worse product. I would agree with that. And I only made it through season one. I forced myself to get through season one. I was just like, I like one or two things. I don't like everything else. I tried to like it because it has Latino leads and has Latino people being a, a central part of the show. And I was like, this is fucking, I can't. This is boring. I hadn't thought about it till now, but I think you're right. It wasn't white enough. We need to white, <laughs> we need to get more white actors <laughs> back in these zombie roles. <laughs> I couldn't agree that more. That wasn't it. That wasn't oh, it. It's beautiful. Dude, it's just holding the white actor down, you know? Let's get him some jobs out here. The white stri- white pride parade. Where's the white, like the straight parade? Hey, straight hey, parade. hey, hey. We can, oh, different terminology. Oh, that's right. That's right different right. choice. This isn't white pride per se. <laughs> uh, I was just seeing the straight pride parade all this week. I was just I, I, I'd say we call it a unity in that we all should be working. Kind yeah, of. We fair. should all I like be yeah. prospering. Sure. Why not? Um, um, uh, yeah, I love Brad Pitt is great in this thing. Marilla Enos is interesting as his wife. And then, yeah, some of the CG of the zombies running up and climbing, creating walls and shit like that. Yeah, maybe that bothers you. But I thought the overall point of the uh, horror and the shock that goes throughout the movie uh, carried me through. And I enjoyed it. And uh, whenever it comes on, I certainly watch it for at least half an hour, an hour or something like that. Because yeah. it's, it's an interesting film. And so I just I think they've just taken too long to come up with a sequel, and people's desire to see a sequel to this is pretty real low. So I'll be surprised if they finish it and it makes any money. Because I loved the zombies running up to the wall. Yeah, the terror. We haven't of seen that. that before, or a version of that before. Yeah, I can't believe there wasn't a noise ordinance. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's only a few things that trigger this these guys. Yeah, yeah, noise would be one of them. True, megaphones are out the window. Yeah. Especially giving civilians access to it to start singing. No, no, no. Sirens are out the window. No, Horns no, no. and cars should be out the window. Yeah. Uh, it was when the bodies came over the top. And it yeah. just like some of them looked like and then others just looked like a, somebody threw a dummy. Yeah. Just over. Uh, so that to me was like, uh, unless they were getting shot, I guess, and they just fall like a sack of bricks. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But numerous when he chops her arm off. Yeah, dude. Before they can do the counts. <sighs> It doesn't she ask him later on, like, uh, oh, how did you know that we're like, I didn't. Yeah. It's kind of, I was hoping yeah. that was your best shot on that plane. When they're all like, shh, <laughs> everybody is just, shh. 
<laughs> they built the fucking I just this tiny paper yeah. tissue so fucking stopping us from death. Oh, that's good terror. That is excellent terror. I know. I thought stacking they luggage. Oh, you would think they would tetris them in more and use like one sticking out from the seats to hold yeah. back yeah. and build that way. But what do I know? Maybe it was engineers at the front of that line. It yeah. didn't seem like it. Fair point. Uh, all right, what's your number eight, man? Uh, my number eight is probably a punt. Okay. Which is Zombieland. Uh, yes, it's a punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so my number 10, then, is an 80s classic. Uh, Reanimator. All right. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Okay. So this was a... I would love to make the time. That's fair, brother. You can only do so much. Yeah, it's so a, tell yeah. me about a movie I've seen before but totally forgot. <laughs> it's a great, great film. Jeffrey Combs in this. I think David Warner plays the, uh, uh, the evil guy who gets his head cut off and starts to manipulate Jeffrey Combs who wants to do this zombie thing with his girlfriend. And so he's trying to create... All, it's just... It's a massively insane film that totally works using that green goo to create the zombies, all that kind of jazz. Okay. And he's trying to bring these body parts back to life, trying it. to bring all this stuff back to life. Very 80s. It is very 80s, and uh, it works. It's one of these rare like 80s kind of horror films that I still thoroughly love, and whenever I randomly catch it on whatever channel, whether it be sci-fi or something late at night or one of these other channels late at night, I always indulge in watching it for at least maybe 20 minutes or half an hour because you just have a big smile on your face remembering what, what it was like in the 80s to enjoy this kind have of thing. Have you seen, there's one from the 80s that I'd never heard of with Comet in the title. It's got a female oh, lead. Oh, Night of the Comet. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, that vaguely rings a bell, but with that as the promo shot, yeah. I never, I definitely never saw that. Yeah, and it doesn't look like a zombie film uh, from the promo shot. And so then, yeah, boom. supposedly it is. I, yeah, I don't know. Is. I haven't it seen is. it. It is. And you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. But this is the one that wins my heart because I, I think this made me a Jeffrey Combs fan for the rest of my life. And I can't remember the actress's name, but she's still working nowadays in horror films. She's in her 60s. She's goddamn beautiful and still working in horror films. It's incredible, man. Good for her. She's active on social media, too. So I think Pamela's not. I can't remember. All right. So we said my number nine is World War Z. My number eight is the Zack Snyder version of Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Uh, I, I've only seen bits and pieces. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm a Snyder file. So I have seen just about every film he's done, I think. Um, but Dawn of the Dead was the one where people were like, oh, shit, this guy, if this guy can get into a franchise, he's going to be great. Uh, and all the stuff that happens here with Sarah Polly, with Ving Rhames and the mall and everything, just really well done. The tension and the anger and the frustration and how it goes down and the, in the, the building of the suspense of the zombies and how they get closer. Uh, and I think it's a remake because uh, I, I was not, I'm not a Romero guy. I didn't watch all these the old ones. I've never seen Night of the Living Dead. It's just not my jam, man. Okay. Because the the the, uh, the it's black and white and it's like it just looks cheesy. And I tried one time. I got maybe half an hour in. I was like, this is fucking not for me. And I never saw any of the sequels. So, but I know this is supposed to be a remake of one of those sequels. Okay. Um, but I just loved what Zack Snyder did with this, and uh, I enjoyed how it all went down, and then who died at certain times was really well done, and the gore and the lunacy of it being in a mall, so making comments about uh, commercialism, which, of course, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead makes, is making a comment, I think a social commentary as well. So yep. me, it, he keeps, both of them do. Yeah, exactly. He's keeping the heritage of the original property alive. So I love it a lot. That's what I would say. There you go. Okay. All right. What's your number seven? Uh, my seven is uh, 28 weeks later. Um, okay. 
You don't have weeks? I have the other one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah maybe I do, too. I, <laughs> I, I, I made myself only pick one of them. So. I've only seen so many. Mm-hmm. And some are I, I disqualified in technicality and be like, yeah, I guess you could look at it like that, but it's also, yeah, like for me, uh, the Evil Dead series. Right. Yeah, I didn't put any of those on, too. No. Because those aren't necessarily zombies. Maybe in three there's a zombie in the mix yeah, yeah, of yeah. all that. Yeah. But I'm sorry, there's so much other. It has really nothing to do with, yeah. even if that is technically the case. Yeah. Uh, so some, some movies just got ruled out just like, yeah, but I don't, I don't take that to be that. Yeah. Or like the crazies. I thought about that. But it's oh, just yeah, like, the crazies. I don't think they technically die. They just kind of go this weird version of insane. Right, right. Uh, but they are zombie-like. Good point. good point. Yeah, but I was like, in my head, it's like, nah, it doesn't really quite count. Yep. Um, but once again, there's a lot of zombie films I haven't seen. Right. Uh, so 28 weeks later, you're just taking the peril that was created in the first movie so beautifully, uh, this idea of the infection um, spreading so quickly and whatnot, and yeah. they have this roped-up area, just like you do in a lot of zombie films. Yeah. You create a base at that point and keep the enemy on the outside because there's no way you're surviving out in the wild. Yeah. And until they get in. It's, <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything. That's every zombie movie. Once you see a wall that can't be defeated, yeah. it gets defeated. Yeah, exactly. It does, somehow. Yeah. The first time ever we see a zombie swim. Look at that. Zombie swimming. <laughs> but it's, they'll figure out a fucking way. Zombies find a way. They always do. It's true. So they have like a compound, whatever else, and they're an apartment complex. But it's about the family and the father and the children and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, now you have a job to do within this world, but you still have your family and the the peril because you still have to deal with the idiocy of people yeah. on top of this threat that is coming at all times. Yeah, yeah. It's very rare when basically we're still we're thrust into nature, and that's a nature like environment where. It's fight or flight at all times. There's a despondency throughout the whole film. Like, like yeah, the world is gone. Yeah, the, and you're trying your best just to stay alive. Just to stay alive. When he, the base level of it. The opening, and he's running from the house. Oh, yeah. And just the look back and the terror in his eyes as all these are streaming out and they've mowed down everybody around him. Yeah. And it's not like there was a grand plan. They just hit you with numbers and speed. Yep. And you're like, man, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's not cool. I was hanging out. I was kind of somewhat relaxing as best I can in this environment. Yeah. At all times. <laughs> At all times. I mean, it's basically being like a bunny rabbit around cheetahs. You're fast. Great point. But that thing's fucking fast and it's got claws. Yep. Good luck. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's just brutal. Just brutal. The only thing you have is intelligence yeah. and basically tool making. Mm-hmm. Those are your two best abilities right now. Yeah. Yeah. And potentially endurance. Although it seems like those zombies could go for days. Well, the thing is, that's the, how do you train an endurance in a zombie environment? Well, you could say that they no longer have uh, pain receptors, so they could push their body until it broke. Yeah, but if you're a human being and you want to get away from these zombies... Every day, how do you train your cardio so that you have the endurance to run? Exactly. You can't. Well, you can't go on a 28 mile run. But I mean, you see it in in soldiers that have been deployed for too long. When you are pushing your adrenal gland that much, it has long term effects on you and you can't regulate biochemically anymore. And you're just kind of, it alters you. So eventually, we would have those types of symptoms because we're in a life or death situation at all times. That's a good point. Every person. So, what does that do to a society? Right. And they're only 28 weeks later. Yeah. I mean, do we rip ourselves apart at the end of year one, 52 weeks? Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. 
or at the very least, we reduce our numbers down to just these small, finite little cells, and the organism, the zombies, die off because there's not not a much food source. Yeah, and we are the population has been destroyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. Twenty eight weeks. It's just like this isn't a problem that's gone away. Yeah, because uh, there's hope at the end of the first one, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there is, there is. And then, and then this thing starts, right? Exactly. Um, all right. That was your number seven. What's your six? My six is basically in Congress with your, uh, eight. Okay. Which is the original Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Because it is, I like it for this reason. And I think some people put way higher, Mm -hmm. like zombie files, because you took a horror film and it's really about materialism. Yeah. 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 Capitalist society. (laughs) Like they end up at this mall and they wall everyone off. And ostensibly, it is a good fortress. Yeah. At this mall, especially, because they've got food, and they've got clothes, and they've got entertainment of some kind, and they have this huge space where they can run around that's all protected. And so they delve into shopping, and they make fine meals for themselves, and they're kind of living it up as the apocalypse is happening on around outside of them. Yeah. Which is kind of a discussion of where the country and global politics was at right. when this came out. Uh so it's an interesting discussion on that. What kills me about the movie and why it's lower for me is it no longer represents on some level what I expect out of a zombie film. Mm. The terror from the zombies is really negligible. Yeah. Unless you happen to be an idiot, which a couple characters are, or you get wounded in front of them. But outside of that, like they don't really have a shot. They're yeah. zigzagging around them in this mall, like running past clown them, laughing yeah. in their face and be like, ha ah, and slapping them in the face and just yeah. keep running. And like it's not much of a terror there. Right. So it goes lower on zombies. Just because now I want zombies, like, well, them getting you is part of this. Yeah, it has to be the terror. Of it you. is. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's interesting when you look at it like that and the fact that a horror film is making a very relevant point. Yeah, about our society. Yeah, throwing away a lot of the edicts of what made the first one, on some level, yeah. so good, taking it out of still having a societal question. Yep. But the terror of the zombies is a little bit more pressing in the first one. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, so okay. there you go that was my number six <laughs> okay my number seven and I don't know if you're gonna let this pass my number seven is an animated film called Paranorman that's called a punch yeah I was worried that you weren't gonna let it in there all right uh, my number six is one I just saw recently Overlord okay yeah I saw it that has zombies it does no I'm not taking you yeah, away yeah, yeah. it's a zombie film yeah I yeah. wanted a zombie film right it takes forever to get to the zombies, and then it's kind of over. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting delving into this world, but if you're going to take that long to get to the, under the fortress, yeah, then the, sh- the movie needs to be an additional like 45 minutes. For you to endure the zombies. Kind of. Because they just throw it all in, really, at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah but, but I liked it because, I mean, like you start off with the World War II premise... And you're like, I don't know where this film is going or how this is going to happen. It's so believable. And you go from the terror of actual war to the terror of the zombies. Yeah. Right? And you have to decide for yourself which is really the worst. Is it the Nazis or is it the zombies that are being created by the Nazis uh, that used to be villagers or town folk in France? And you're like, oh, my God. they did the Because it's always it's all the mythology of how the Nazi doctors supposedly had these incredibly strange experiments. Yeah. Which there's not 100% do- great, no, no, incredible got, documentation. They've got records. Yeah, yeah. So where They did all kinds of terrible things just to see how the human body reacted to certain situations. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, just ran the numbers, man. That's just crazy. analytically, human lives were just numbers on a page. Yeah, to them. And we want to figure out what these numbers do. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But you see them use that as the actual terror in the movie, and then the zombies uh, play into the situation as well as the movie goes along. Yeah, I agree. I hear what you're saying, that they're not a large part of the movie until later on. Hey, uh, but when they appear... It's a zombie film. Right, exactly. I'm not taking it away. I'm yeah. just saying, I walked out of it going... Man, I just wanted I wanted a zombie film. That's totally what you sold it. me on. And yeah. it just kind of, uh, it's like what I didn't like about the first Godzilla. It's like, it's yeah. a monster film and I don't get to see the monsters till the very end. Yeah. Like the very end. Everything else, that's what killed me about that movie amongst other things. But you see it through like the grimy bus windows and you see it, uh, the one that erupts out of the nuclear reactor through the goggles. Right. But you don't get a clear shot until the fucking very end. And you're like, or the CNN feed, yeah. while it's tearing up, you're inside a Vegas casino, while it's outside. Yeah. I have to see the shitty CNN feed on a TV. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Just let me see the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so this, I was just like, I want to see the damn zombies. But when we got there, it was great. And the it was cool. acting from everybody was fantastic, and the twists and the turns and the tension and the stress... All of it just worked really well for me. I thought it was, it was such a brilliant way to do an homage to these kinds, like Dead Snow. This is essentially an homage to those kinds of films, okay. but done with a higher concept and higher talent, I think, and quality of the film. So I found this to be fantastic. And the score and the, the sound editing is incredible. You're just constantly okay. unsettled through the whole film. So I love that for that reason. So that's why I put it in number six. What's your number five? Uh, five for me is the other Romero that you crapped on. Mm. Which is Night of the Living Dead. My apologies, man. I saw it as it a just kid. Doesn't work for me. Well, no. I saw it as a kid, and I felt like you did. And then when someone told me, because I saw it as a kid, you know yeah, what I mean, right. you're not really reading into it. Social stuff, yeah, yeah, at all, and be like, well, it's actually a story about you know basically racism and segregation, right? And the ingrained beliefs within society and whatnot. Yeah. And you watch it again, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now it's a much more interesting film, right? And I appreciate it for that. Yeah. That the fact that they're taking a B-movie premise, the dead come back to, you know, kill the living, um, which that was my favorite. So one of my favorite things about going to Rome, this is a, whatever, a side yeah. tangent, but, you know, hey, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> it's our show, man. It is our show. We and love it, our tangents on yeah. our show, so screw it. We're not running long, so nope. we're fine. Nope, we're fine. We're good. Um, so the two, there's a, basically a twofold reason or threefold, so to speak, yeah. for the the catacombs being outside of Rome. A, Christianity started as kind of an underground you know, religion, so you really couldn't operate too much. So you're okay. going to go to bury your dead. Okay. Part of that is it. And two, the, the second reason is no one was allowed to be buried inside of Rome city walls for fear of two reasons. One, they figured de like decomposing corpses would lead to health and sickness problems and whatnot, so we should just get away from us, which is really smart. But two, and, and I believe it's the greater fear, the more realistic one, is the dead will rise up and kill us. <laughs> so we have to put them outside of the city. And when our tour guide tells us, like, it's the only tour we took in Rome like yeah. that, where we went to all kinds of different, in my head I'm just like, man, it's amazing you guys got part of this 100% spot on. <laughs> you want to get a decomposing corpse away from you, buried in the ground, where it can fester and all the nastiness can go away and eventually decomposes and it's just bones left and now it's harmless to all. Right. And a fear of the fact that these fucking things are going <laughs> to rise up. Oh, it's great. It's great. The T.S., uh, was it T.S. Lewis? C.S. Lewis, or yeah. C.S. Lewis, rather, yeah. or is it uh, T.S. Eliot or whatnot? Oh, T.S. Eliot, yeah. The ability, the, the fact that human brains can have two diametrically opposed ideas right. at the same time, <laughs> believe both to be true and still function. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. 
And I heard that, and I was like, oh, that's fucking so beautiful. Yeah. It's a nice little tidbit that I wouldn't have gotten from a book. <laughs> Is that the influence of Jesus, do you think? Well, if he can rise back from the dead, Maybe. who else can Maybe. come back from the dead? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, perhaps that's the case. I would imagine the Roman, you're not allowed to bury, came long before Christianity. Yeah, fair point, fair point. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe they didn't like it early on. Hey, what is this? That's why we don't bury people inside the city walls. Yeah. This seems a little weird, guys. It speaks to the origin of the Jesus story, which you can go and look and see multiple versions of it. Uh, anything else you want to say about that film? What about the tangent or the film? The film. The film. <laughs> the film. Um, it doesn't. So the lack of peril from the zombies doesn't bother me in this. Okay. Because this is kind of a new concept within film. Right. This is the this is lays the groundwork for the zombies. It does. Absolutely. It zombies is something out of folklore. Yeah. And if memory serves, it's more about uh like think voodoo doctor raises one person and, and they control the strings of that dead person. Right, right. And that's what a zombie was. Like you didn't the dead didn't rise up like this. Yeah. And you just basically, oh, that's a great idea. What if I play with that idea right. type of thing? I ended up telling a very interesting social story on top of that. But so if you watch it like that and be like, look, <laughs> you can't expect certain aspects of this world. Yeah. Because they didn't, you know, be thankful they got this far. Yeah. We wouldn't have all those amazing things without this very specific film. True. So I enjoyed it for that also. Because it was later on, once I'd seen a few more, I went back to revisit it. And I was like, I appreciate this film for various different reasons. Yeah. But that was my five. What do you got? Uh, my number five is the Korean film, Train to Busan. That's a punt. Okay, good. Good, good. Uh, so then, uh, what's your number That's, four? My number four is Paranorman. Okay, great. Let's talk about it. It's What a fun film, man. I mean... That's a dark film for kids. It is. Well, all those uh, films that are made by that studio True. get dark. But like Kubo retains some of its, I guess, uh, youthful appeal throughout. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Um, and then... Uh, but Coraline doesn't. Isn't the same story? No, Coraline, but for some reason within this, because you know that the girl died, Yeah, that there that, that is the evil spirit and whatnot, and then you come to find out how she actually died yeah. and what all these graves around her signify. It's like, it's dark. That's a dark fucking movie yeah, it is. for kids because once they figure out, this is kind of predicated upon Salem witch trials right. type of thing. Um, although I don't believe, I read somewhere online, who knows if it's true, but no one actually got burned at the, the Salem stake, witches? Oh, at the Salem during that entire that's run. That's all legend. They killed, I'm sure, yeah. countless women yeah. and witches and whatnot, yeah. but burned at the stake. I read somewhere and be like, actually, that's false, but I didn't do any further research <laughs> beyond reading that. And I was like, you know what? That seems so interesting that it's true. Yeah. And I'm just going to believe that in my head. You know? Sometimes more information is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it dilutes the truth. Um, yeah. But it also, I, I hadn't laughed that hard in a film for one, in one particular scene. So much so that um, I saw it with Catherine long before we dated because we okay. were friends for a number of years. Right, right, right. And she looked over at me in it because every once again, like animation, just you don't see the sucker punch coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in Incredibles 2, when she realizes who the bus boy is and she spits out right. the water. The take, yeah. Yeah, is it water or milk? I think it's water. It's water, yeah, through her nose. But it's such an over-the-top reaction from her it's so cartoonish but it's so brief yep. and if i died laughing died mm -hmm. because that's basically the emotional representation of what that moment feels like to the person that's going through yep. it. you think you look like a cartoon right. and because it's happened so quickly it made it so much more realistic 
and I bought into it even more. So in this, it doesn't have that type of true life. But when uh, is it his uncle who is crazy and then dies yeah. and tells him to go find the book and he finds the corpse and it smells and all that and he goes to take it out of his hands but is he he died underneath the desk it's like a built-in desk and he's in the cubby hole where you would sit and yeah. put your feet and he's going to pull I think that's what it is but it's a table or something and he's pulling the book but the rigor mortis is set it on his hand so he won't let go and he keeps pulling it and he's banging his head into the desk uh, tears I'm not kidding tears because <laughs> they just kept doing the joke over and over. And it's the only one basically like that in the movie. And I was yeah. like, man, you know what? You took one big swing and I fucking appreciated it. Yeah. I laughed, I think, harder than anybody in the film. <laughs> All right, the movie theater. Uh, so it could be one of those I'm alone, but I died. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Leica. Even, even their foul tips I still enjoy. Yeah. Box Trolls and then the, the recent. Most, yeah. Uh, shit, why am I blanking on the name? For a good Bigfoot or Smallfoot or whatever it was called. Movie? Yeah, no, Smallfoot was the was DreamWorks-y oh, type right, right, of animation right. with Channing Tatum. Wasn't it Godzilla? This was Hugh Jackman with... Oh, okay. uh, oh Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, Galifianakis. Zoe Zeldana, I yep. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was visually beautiful. Right. I don't know if we want to do a spoiler. Why am Whoa. I forgetting? I just saw it like three weeks ago, a month ago. Okay. Um... What is it? You're looking it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. This um, might be a Schmodown question. You might want to learn oh, this. Oh, yeah, I should learn this. Yeah, look. Because Leica's doing well enough to where it should come up eventually. It's come animation. up in animation. I'm sure it has. I mean, Secret of the fucking Kells came up in animation. Give me a Secret break. Secret of the Kells? Yeah, which is that Celtic animated film that it was uh, nominated for something. Never uh, even heard of it. Missing Link. That's the one. Missing Link. There you yeah. go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it visually... Leica took some big swings, man. It is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Much like Kubo, like their palette gets richer and richer as they try and tell different stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Paranorman, just walking out, I was like, I can't believe that was it. And to make like uh, the one kid that per- uh, Norman's sister has a crush on, that he's gay. Yeah. In a 1980s film. It, it's set in the 1980s, yeah, I think, yeah. or whatever. Uh, and Jeff Garland does a good job as the voice of uh, Norman's dad. He does. He does. I'm trying just to get him to move on, but yeah, it's a good movie. I I love it. Alex Borstein is, is great too. Is a, oh, a, she's a, the mom. He's the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get a young Casey Affleck, a young Anna Kendrick in this doing voices as well. So it's it's a fun fun film. Yeah, it's a you know I'm a fan of Leica. Yeah, uh, I will watch just about. I've, I've watched everything they put out thus yeah. far. Yeah, as that was number four. That was my four. My four is 28 days later. That is a punt. Wow. All right. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Shaun of the Dead. That's a punt. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I mean, it figured. Yeah. For me, I was like, okay, other people that have it, number one or two, mm-hmm. but one more than likely, I totally get it. So this is not. So this one's not on your list, my number three. What's your three? <laughs> I'll defend it because I like it. And I go back and watch it multiple times. What is it? Uh, I Am Legend. Uh, yeah, that's a zombie film. It is, and I like it a lot. And the that's uh, your number three. Yeah, man, I like Will Smith in this movie. I like it. I like it. I like the the zombies scare the shit out of me. Uh, when he has those tense moments, you see them screaming and the anger and what he's doing to the guy's wife and everything that's happening. And is his wife or his daughter? I thought it was his daughter. No, it's his wife. He's experimenting. Oh, maybe it is the daughter, but the wife's involved too. Okay, and he's trying to experiment. Yeah. 
right? And try to figure out the, the uh, formula and then how they change the story where he takes responsibility for what he's done. And I don't like the original ending. I like the adjusted ending. Um, and then what he has a relationship with the, with the, uh, 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 the professor there. I think, I think she's a professor. And all of that, to me, I like the story of him alone trying to figure this out. He caused it, so he's, his mission is to find a way to stop it yeah. uh, before he well, dies. I mean, does he cause it, or is he part of the people that are fighting it and couldn't stop it? Well, I, I, I thought he Does caused he specifically it. cause it? I thought he caused it because he did something and it, it spread. But I don't remember, because I remember he was supposed to go with his wife and his daughter, and he doesn't, and he runs back to get something like this, and, and maybe that's Well, I think it's it because he had to stay and work and try and... Right. And then they die right after that, and so does everybody else. Right. Um, so, in a homage to them, he has to figure out how to stop this thing. He wants yeah, to I, I mean... I found it super interesting the setup to the world and being in New York City by yourself yeah. and like living yeah. on a brownstone mm-hmm. and whatnot. You would think you'd get out of the city though, get to a less populated area. I guess. Well, then how do you grab the zombies to experiment on? Very true. Yeah. Forgot about his prime directive. He needs that to is, stay. Very true. He sets traps up all over town to catch them. Um, I liked that aspect of it. And then had they played around with more. Once you understand that the zombies have a consciousness, yeah, to focus on the fact that from their perspective, he's basically a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, taking them one by one uh-huh. and experimenting, experimenting on, on them until them. they die. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he's trying to save them or convert them back to who they were, but, but they don't see it that way. Right? To them, yeah, to them, they don't understand that. Yeah, um, he becomes legend. So, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I am, you know, whatever, a mythical creature of of, right. of lore, but a right. creature, nonetheless, from their perspective. In your lore, yeah. I yeah. am a mythical creature, yeah. Uh, and that, that, to me, is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's delve into that, the fucking mindset of, like, just trying to frame that. I don't know how you tell that story unless it's all exposition through him as he yeah. understands, oh, my God, look at me in the context of. So it's not a you know, easy task, but... yeah. So that's what I wanted for the end of it. When it gets to the end, because the whole time I'm like, how do they, is he going to cure it? Like, yeah. That doesn't really seem like how this movie should end. Um, so yeah. I, I'm not against it. It's just, it always left me unfulfilled. Yeah, I, I don't dislike it. it. I, 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 it's just for whatever reason. I also like his, um, the robot one. I, robot. I also like I, robot. I like this better than I, robot. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I would agree. I like I am legend better than I, yeah. robot. We but, just did a Will Smith so people can listen. Good point. Yeah. Um, don't want to give it away. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I enjoy the hell out of this one. And it is one, once again, when it's on to USA or TNT, I enjoy it. Because it's very, it's very contemplative. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's also showing, you know, I know we saw Tom Hanks carry Castaway. Will Smith essentially carries the movie through long stretches of being by himself. Yeah. And so I, I think it's the rare actor that can do that and keep the audience's attention. And I think he does a great job with it, honestly. Um, and this is like right around Will Smith still as kind of a megastar time. So, yeah. Well, the other thing that took me out of it, too, is the zombies change. So they no longer look exactly right, like us. Right, right, right. So it makes it easier to kind of disassociate mm. where other zombie films, no, that's a person yeah. who's now driven to this madness. Right. And they look like this weird, evolved, kind of like uh, in Green Lantern, the villain that is ahead. He like, oh, yeah, yeah. expands and all this. They seem like they've grown a little bit. Their musculature has gotten stronger, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like they bury bonds to HGH that shit <laughs> with monkey testosterone. 
and their heads are now bigger 10 years later as opposed to when they were on yeah. the pirates. When they first started. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a different human being oh, yeah. by the end of his Giants career. He did not look like that 10 years. It's not like he was Cecil Fielder and then eventually just managed to stay in the league and right. get this old man power type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely pharmaceutically induced and <laughs> it altered who that human is. Truth. Uh, oh, anyway, all right, what's your number two? Two is trained to boost sound. Okay. Because I love the let's put them on, literally, let's put them on a train. Yeah. It's just like World War Z with the freaking airplane. Uh, you know, how long until we have a zombie summer, submarine movie? Yeah. Because I don't even know what you fucking do. That's death. That's already yeah, it's true. That's, it's death. It's a 30 minute movie. If they it's take short. over one specific compartment, you know, navigation, yeah. you're toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That or the bombs. If you can keep them in the fucking galley or something yeah. or back where the bunks are, okay. You can get out of this. But then you still got to create a reason to go into that. The, into of course. The, of course, you, get, you can't of course. move without confidence. Well, the propeller shaft somehow broke. So the only way to get there, yeah. we can crawl through this ventilation shaft. Johnson, come here. You're the smallest. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets ripped through the air duct because they hear him going around. Maybe like his keys scrape the metal. Yeah. I don't know. Something like, uh, and then they go bananas and they take him out. And then they figure out how to climb back. And then <laughs> it's, it's happening. This is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah. I'm already involved. I already love so this. So now it's a U-boat. And oh, we just go. Shit. It's cold dead three. <laughs> yes. Send the royalty check to the top ten. LLC, <laughs> make it out, make I out that it. check, love it, and you're welcome. I'm splitting the profits yeah, on that idea with so you. Thank you so much. I Not a problem. I Not helped problem. you. I, I helped you. I encourage you to come up with it. <laughs> yeah, That's what I'll did. take. That's what I tell created, myself. You uh, created, you fostered an environment where you allowed me to go out and, and you That's know right. spread my arms. That's right. Expand. I love, it. I love it. Let ideas. It's free form. You know, there's no bad ideas right now. They <laughs> <laughs> will. They will. Give it enough time. <laughs> if you can make a horror film on a cheap enough budget, it will get made. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Because there's always an outside chance it generates, <sighs> you know, five to ten times its budget. Well, fucking Halloween was only $10 million. That Dude, all those paranormal activity. What did that yeah. cost? Yeah. Nothing. Good point. Made a ton of money. Blair Witch made a ton oh, of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was higher production. Sure. But Final Destination, there's been like six of those, mm -hmm. seven of those. Fucking, you wouldn't. Take your pick of it. Horror is cheap and it makes money. Especially with Jason Bloom now kind of revitalizing the whole entire franchise, entire genre rather. Yeah, giving it a shine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we can do this a little better, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I can find the right directors for this. Yeah. Still oh. churn out like it still has the same vibe. It doesn't lose its authenticity. Yeah. And you're just generating a better product, which is easy to do. You can try and make, you know, tent pole out yeah. of it and be like, look, these aren't made to be tent poles. Right. It's fine if they become one. But you can't go into it with a mindset of we need to spend $140 million on this Halloween film. Like, you really don't. Yeah. You don't. Let's not do that. Because what? Now it's CGI Mike Myers fights himself in the dream world, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need that shit. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that, was, that was your number two? Oh, so yeah. So Train to Busan. Yeah. So it's a, is that a Korean film? Yes, yeah, Korean film. And, you know, it, the setup is a father who's not the best father, and he's going to pick up his daughter yep. for, a, or is he dropping her off? No, he's, uh, he's supposed to, dr yeah, he's supposed, supposed to, to drop, cause he's drop at work. her off, right, because at work, he's supposed to bring her to her mom. To her mom, yeah, for yeah. the weekend. Yep, yep. And, uh, and he wasn't going to get on the train. He wasn't going to do it. True. The daughter guilts him into doing it, 
and then he gets on the train and yeah, uh, yeah, he's not a likable guy. No, he's not initially a like for a majority of the movie. Yeah, the vast majority of yeah, the movie, he's not a likable guy. But thankfully, there is one dude who's a bigger douche. Yeah, bigger douche. And the nice thing was with with that guy, it felt earned. Yeah, oh, believable too, because. He knew that he had no real physicality to offer the situation. Right. So it's just his self-preservation and conniving nature that is going to save the day. That's his best asset, which he proved. Yep. And, I mean, just the terror when they have to fight their way through. I'll be damned if that wasn't when they're strapping up like phone books and shit. And you're like, oh, man, (laughs) this is everything I wanted in Ricochet with Lithgow when they do the (laughs) prison fight. But for real, let's go. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they do that in World War Z when uh, Brad Pitt is trying to, you know, stop people from getting on the helicopter. Yep. And just like, dude, wrap me up. We're about to hit some shit. That's yep. I, the tenseness that zombie films can create, where if they're this quick, yeah. the death is literally around every corner. But now you're on this metal tube. Fucking. Yeah. The inevitability of it all. And, you know, and, and the thing is, it isn't like a, like a, like you said with a submarine. There's like multiple compartments that are in separate areas even though it's a big tube, it's a large tube in terms of width and depth. So there are different areas that you can be locked in. Mm-hmm. This thing is literally one straight shot all the way through a train where you can only be stopped by doors. I mean, I think the the way people die throughout the movie is just so inventive and interesting. Yeah. And it makes you care for each of them just long enough so that when their deaths happen, you're like so invested in that situation. Especially that couple, the the bigger dude. And yeah. The, like when he sacrificed himself, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like I was so mad when he died because I was like, damn it. And you right, knew he was going to die, though. I, I guess. But I just I was hoping they go well, against convention. Because you can't. Then there's no pivot for the main character to be yeah. the good guy in the end. True. He would be the good guy. True, true, true. So that dude is dying. As soon as they introduce him and basically, you know, on the spectrum of yeah. of character, he is basically all good. Yes. And we need to find or follow the conflicted individual because that's who we've been following. Right. Or not conflicted, but the flawed. The flawed, yes. Agreed. Uh, He's the brutish good. He is. Yeah. He is us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the chaotic good or brutish good or right. whatever. How you see those? This is how I break down my character. <laughs> he ends on this part of the spectrum. Yeah, uh, and I don't know why I'm making fun of him. It's just uh, he's great. By the but they're doing a sequel that's supposed to come out next year. <laughs> what is this? Subway to Busan. They're in the subway, and now they got to get the connection from the central terminal to downtown. That's what it is. That's yep. It is. Rail car to Busan. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just picturing two people on the push cart trying to get away from a horde of zombies. We got to keep this cart above 33 miles an hour. Otherwise, the zombies will get us. We're fucked. Uh, yeah. Wow, they're making a sequel. You really can't make a sequel. Yeah. Unless well, it's just another Korean. Yeah. Zombie film set in this world. I think it is. I think it's what it is. And it's, or maybe another train, which would be the train back to Busan. Busan dangerous. <laughs> Busan. <laughs> they go with something we're vaguely familiar with. That sounds like the title of an Asian action movie. What's oh. this Busan dangerous? <laughs> Let's get. It's a zombie action film. All right. Interesting. The, the Raid to Busan. Yeah, the, totally. Exactly. <laughs> the Busan Raid. Busan Raid. I, mean, I like Raid to Busan. The Raid to Busan. Raid or the Raid Busan. in Busan. The raid in Busan. There you go. Sure. Sure. <laughs> anything anything like that you could do it just like all right just tie me in i'm down i'm down make it happen yeah busan ringu there that we might go. be too much inside baseball maybe too far uh the ring busan <laughs> <laughs> coming out 
Samara. Samara having the battles. Yeah, then eventually there'd be the Spanish version, whatever. Of the, course. The of curse course. of Yar, Yar Busan. <laughs> Spanish version. I can't think of it right now. I don't know if we have a word for zombie in Spanish. I'm sure you do. Do we? There's oh, got to be. I got to look that up. There has to be. Why wouldn't there be? Unless it's a, just basically we zombie. Him. We don't believe it. It doesn't matter. But it could just be zombie. Like Schadenfreude is Schadenfreude in German. Yeah. But it's just, it means that oh, for us. It's zombie. It's the same thing. Yeah. Zombie. So basically, they, zombie. <laughs> they heard it coined in English first or became, you know, yeah. common there. So right. it's just like, oh, we just call them the same thing they do because that's, <laughs> we, we didn't have that shit because we're not sick fucks. Yeah, right. We don't come with this bullshit of yeah. people coming back. Look, like, there's a reason uh, we've, we've had a long track record with serial killers. <laughs> True. It's just getting out to other ethnicities. That's a good point, man. Yeah. That's a good, good point. It is. We've had more wealth and time to basically uh, uh, wallow in our eccentric evils. I think that's what it is. Just the median income of the average white person is higher, so you have more time to to do those things. Basically, torture birds as a kid. You can take more time doing that, and you yeah. graduate and move forward to other sick, disgusting shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, that was the number. Your number two. My number two is a pun from earlier. Zombieland. Okay. Yeah, I really like this movie, man. I come back to it all the time, and. Such a funny film. Bill Murray is so great in his cameo. Uh, Woody Harrelson is fun. Jesse Eisenberg is good. Uh, it's probably the least irritating Jesse Eisenberg I've ever seen. This side of... No, maybe least. Um, I mean, my favorite is Social Network. Well, yeah, he's great in Social Network. Oh, but he's supposed to be irritating. By the way, oh. for you and, and Kalinowski, okay. I went back and watched the director's cut of, of BVS. Oh. And it does not make it better. Thank you. I agree with you. It does not. Yeah, Kalinowski thinks it does. I do not. It helps in certain areas, mm-hmm. but actually, because I remember when we did a review of it way back when. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind Eisenberg's Luthor, and yeah. you're like, really? Because a lot of backlash is against him right yeah. now. And upon rewatching it, yeah, I was wrong about that. Seeing it a second time, a lot of choices. Maybe, and it's also because they gave him more. Uh, yeah. in the director's cut yeah. and you saw more of this character and just like then I don't buy after having seen all these things that he would have been able to pull this off it actually degrades that notion more yes agreed also it makes it feel as if the and this is what I, I was so surprised people didn't get with the extended edition of BVS there's even more time between fights so you go what was the fucking point there's an hour of shit before you get the first fight then another hour of shit before you get the second fight then more another hour of shit before you get the final fight you're just like and the final fight is ridiculous right right exactly it's insane the doomsday shit the martha into doomsday and just like this turned yeah so but this turned into uh hulk with uh uh uh, timothy roth you know what i mean where at the end when he turns into abomination Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and you're like I'm, this looks so dumb. Yeah. So dumb right now. So you see Doom's not, Day and he just looks like Abomination 2.0. Yeah. Just more... Yeah. It's what it really more was. zombie-like, so to speak. He yeah. looks less alive. Yeah. Uh, or less like he has a soul. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I don't give a flying, flying fuck about any of this. Yeah. And, and you, you find out Jimmy Olsen's who Jimmy... And he's a spy for the... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like... That oh, was so dumb. On, yeah. So dumb. Agreed. Agreed. It was frustrating as hell. And it, then it, it made me more furious by Batman is no longer the greatest detective in the world. He just managed to happen to steal some information from Eisenberg. Right. Who right. was fixated upon the metahuman idea. Right. And 
There's so many flaws in that movie. Yeah, Wayne, you just you're supposed to be the best detective, so you should be the first one that thought of that. Well, if this exists in the universe, well, okay, what is this? And then right. you would be scouring. You have you got the fucking back cave with the back computer and Lois Lane found Clark Kent's mother within 30 minutes of a movie. Yeah. So you tell me Batman, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, don't give me the shit that he was distracted by anger or the death of blah, 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 blah. That's all you, you putting that in the movie. That is not said in the movie. Yeah. That's you putting that in the movie. Exactly. Right. That's, there's no, there's no yeah. validation for that. No. I mean, I loved the opening, him rushing back into, to set up the oh, context yes. of the collateral damage, all the shit that they took. Right. And I was like, that's super interesting. You leaned into the punch. Right. Now you're going to explore the other end of it. It's just like, I don't care. Yeah. And it's not believable yeah. that Batman would allow himself to be ruled like this, this emotional about the situation without oh, verifying. Why didn't somebody tell me we cut the checks off? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of it. It yeah. just seems so out of the norm of what Batman would actually be. Uh, Alfred seems more like Batman <laughs> in <laughs> his demeanor. It's a good point. Yeah. He's the one that's calculating, thinking long term. Alfred yeah. does that anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, Bruce, that was his father. Yeah. So if Alfred is that analytical, then he's going to be that analytical. Right. And whatever his parents, you know, gave him through the little bit of, of you know, upbringing yeah. and genetic or whatever shapes an individual. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, it's basically the gist of Three Perfect Strangers, which are Three Identical Strangers, if you haven't seen that. Yeah, you Three please. Perfect Strangers with Three Balkies. <laughs> it's a real life. It's what they based it, so they didn't... They <coughs> trimmed it down. Cousin. 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 Wow, they all live within like 20 miles of each other? <laughs> what are the odds? What was his catchphrase? Do you remember Perfect Strangers? Uh, it was cousin. Was it just cousin? I think. Or, I thought he had a catchphrase. No, Yakov's was what a country. Oh God, yeah. You know he's still going around doing interviews. He does. He still does stand up. Yeah, I saw him at Lelis' show. I don't know if he, he is funny. If he still. still has his theater in Branson or not? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he does now about studying and shit. Um, Falky's catchphrase. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, that's that, right. That's what it is, yeah. That's what it was. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Bronson, Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> yes. A name so ridiculous, I've remembered it since I was a child. Yep. And the other dude in it, I guess, was a hell of a stage actor. Yeah, Mark Paul. Uh, like, everybody was like, dude, this name. guy, is he's got the chops. Mm-hmm. And then his break is Perfect Strangers, and he doesn't really work after that. Yeah. He that's was, what uh, I heard. I don't know if that's the case. He's in my favorite year, that Peter O'Toole movie from the 80s. He's the guy. Okay. He's the main kid who's like bringing him over. Uh, anyway, Zombieland, great stuff. Yeah, with Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, all of everything they go through. They're doing the sequel now. Per, they're currently working on it. Uh, but yeah, it's just so much fun. I love Woody's obsession with the Hostess Cupcakes. I love how this all plays out. And then the fight in the uh, amusement park at the end. I really enjoy that as well. Um, and everyone's journey and even that inventive beginning about the double tap and the four rules and all that kind of stuff. It's just an inventively very funny film about zombies and what life would be like, uh, in the world like that. Anyway. All right. What's your number one? One is 28 days later. Okay. That's my punt from number four. All right. Um, because that, that was the first time, uh, I walked out of a theater Maybe ever, and I was just so excited that I had seen a horror movie. Yeah, like that. That doesn't. Ha- I don't go see horror, and for some reason, I saw the trailer. I saw it was from Danny Boyle. Yeah, and the I can't remember the song that they play throughout the trailer. Ooh. Can you pull that up on YouTube? Sure. Um, but it just fit. It sold this world. This bleak. You knew he was uh, uh, Cillian or Killian, however you pronounce it, Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah. 
um, was asleep. It's basically the beginning of Walking Dead. He was asleep. He was in the hospital and he was unconscious and he wakes up later after it has ravaged fucking London. And London is, you know, it's not in embers, but it kind of is. Oh, is that the... It's the trailer. No. Maybe. Maybe it was a different trailer that I saw. Because they showed the shot of him walking across. I think it's the same music. I don't know if they can hear that on the, so I will. Yeah, so it's like a Radiohead-esque guitar drone on. Yeah. But they do that with that, uh, when he's by himself on the bridge crossing over here. I think it's near Parliament. Okay. And it's just that single kind of note coming in. And it bam, bam, bam. Yeah. It just, it's a calm eeriness. And I saw that shot, and to know that that's not CGI. Yeah. So they just got, basically they just said, hey, everybody, for the next like 10 minutes, could you just stand over here? And they got the shots as quick as they could. London allowed them to do it, but they had to work under time constraints, and I think they did it early in the morning. Right. Um, it looks like it. I think so. To like mimic dusk, they're just yeah. doing it at dawn, perhaps. Yeah. Although that doesn't make sense because where the sun would be setting. Although, technically, I don't think if you put me in a geographic location, I had never been to London at that time. Right. So I don't know which way is east or west. Yeah. Just yeah. that slow. Yeah. And they take it and yeah. then it ramps up later on when they're in the house. Yeah. There's all those cadets basically playing soldier. They're young soldiers. Yep. But all their higher-ups are gone. And as the pulsing drive of that music, it's just, it's the perfect marriage of, did you talk to the composer before you made the shot? Or did the composer of that see it and know, like, just watch the whole movie. Did he get dailies? And he's working on building. And then you hear what he's got from seeing the dailies. And you're like, oh, shit. What if you ramped up here and I do the editing and I make the, like, it's just the beautiful marriage between the two? And I walked out of that. My mind was blown so much so that I saw a buddy of mine from high school that I used to be in a band with. He lives down near the beach. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think he might now live up here. I haven't seen him in years. Uh-huh. And it was him and his brother. They're both just chill as fuck. And I went out and hung out with them basically for the weekend. Right. And I was like, dude, have you guys managed to see this one movie called 28 Days Later? And they're both their eyes were like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was the only person that I knew that I could talk to about it. Right, right, right. And then that love uh, was the same with another buddy of mine who then years later said, oh, Go see uh, The Raid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had seen it before, and we don't share movies all that often, but right. he knew that we both shared this weird love of 28 Days Later, and since then, yeah. it's grown. People have seen it. But when it first came out, man, it did nothing at yeah. the box office. Yeah, true. In my theater, and I saw it like you know this the after the first weekend it was out, I saw mm-hmm. it during the day sometime the next week, yeah. dead. I think there was like four other people on a you know Tuesday, Tuesday early afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, I had my days open. I was working at night, so I could do whatever I is, you know. It's a perfect time. It is. So just go. There's nobody there. You yep. can enjoy it. And just to walk out and be like, what the fuck? I instantly wanted to wish I'd never seen it so I could go back in and experience. Right. Again. Just the peril all again. And then I was no idea who Killian was. Yeah. And then since then, it's the only reason I watched Peaky Blinders. He's great, man. When I heard, oh, that dude's in, I was excited for uh, Batman Begins. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, he's in that. Mm-hmm. Everything he's been in, he's an Ian McShane to me. I've always liked him. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Um, Red so, Eye, too. I think he's great in Red Eye. Sure. Yeah. Sunshine, he's good in. Sunshine, right. Another Danny Boyle film. Another Danny James, Boyle. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so that to me was just like, when we're doing this list. I clearly know what my number one is. Yeah. This is my favorite by far. I, it's the only one. Uh, well, I own Paranorman now, too. Yeah. And Shaun of the Dead. Um, and 28 Weeks Later. There you go. But it's the first ever that I owned that I was like, I will totally, I watched it all the time. It's yeah. like, this thing's fantastic. It just really their bloodshot red eyes. And just, I mean, they look so feral and fucking blood dripping out of their mouths. So good. Yeah. Uh, and also, it has that authenticity because of the British approach. To independent British, it's more grimy and dirty and um, dis- despondent. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. They Even their realis- realistic thing here. They're yeah. technically happy movies, like The Commitments. It's ultimately a sad movie. That's true. That's true. Although it's an Irish film, but that's true. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, from the same region. Yeah. They more than likely did the same thing that 28 Days Later did, which took some of the lotto money. Yeah. And because the National Lottery sponsors some of the arts. Yeah. And so... And created that. Yeah, I think that's how, like, King's Speech got made. Oh, wow. Part of oh, the funding yeah. came from that. Okay. I believe. I'll be, uh, all right. If you say so. I, I don't have any evidence of that. I don't, but I know that they do... A few countries yeah. have that. Yeah. And, it's, and you see it at the end, the, the logo, the Lottery Council mm-hmm. at the end of the credits for the film. All right, so as Matt just mentioned, uh, my number one is Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I've I've come back to reappreciate this movie because I I wasn't always the biggest fan of it. I thought it made a little too much fun, whatever. But like when you go back and watch it now, it actually has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very funny and also scary as fuck at the same time. Yeah, the stakes are never. Uh, far away from you and it feels like a realistic zombie movie in terms of how people would actually be reacting right this, yeah kind of yeah this idea of like bullshit it's not really happening and then when it's happening fuck you and then while it's happening uh the petty shit between you gets exposed more because naturally your emotions are more heightened because everything is life and death at every second now or every minute so it, all of that comes in and the deaths are insane like Homie's death with the, that is the boyfriend of the girl at the time, like him getting ripped apart from. The, oh my god, it's insane! Uh, so so much of that, and then the humor of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg throughout it. Uh, yeah, the, the the records and Edgar Wright's direction. Yeah, Edgar Wright's direction is great. I mean, the mm-hmm. records being used to kill the zombies is just genius. Um, and then what happens to his? And then the sadness of seeing his mom become a zombie. You're just like, oh fuck, dude! Like when his dad, when Nike, well, when Nike, who's not his dad, he's not his dad, right, right, right. But he finally, yeah. At the end of Nye's life, when he's bitten in there in that car and whatnot, he's trying to be fatherly, yeah. and he like kind of accepts it for the first time, knowing that this man is dying. Yeah, and he's just being honest right now because he has so little time left in this world. Right, and to have that real emotional connection in this comedic zombie apocalypse movie—it's incredible. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty excellent. Yeah. And the the fact that when uh, Wright and Frost, uh, or pardon me, Peg and Frost yeah. are describing, oh, what are we going to do tonight? And then what they write off is it. It's Simon Pegg's character. Yeah. And they have all those cuts to all the, we're going to go to this and this and the Winchester and the boom, boom, boom. That's actually the beats of the story as they unfold for oh, the rest right. of the movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Which I told you about, but yeah. I read on the internet. I did not discover that. I wish I had because that's brilliant. Yeah. That is utterly brilliant. A, to catch because you had to see it a few times, more than likely, uh, and B, for them to, to work that in. Yeah. And it's a great, you know, basically it's a magic trick. Yeah. Once you see it, you're like, you see it for what it is, but it helped sell the reality of it afterwards. You're like, this is really good. I flirted with it at number two for me, but Train to okay. Busan to me is more 
zombie to yeah, me. More authentic zombie. Yeah, I just like the comedy. I'm not denigrating it. Just like right. I don't know when I think zombie films, though the life and death peril. Yeah. So it knocked it down from two to three. I'm not slagging. No, no. But it was in my head. I was like, yeah, but, and I haven't seen Busan as many times. Yeah, yeah. And I will more than likely because uh, Shaun of the Dead is already played on you know Comedy Central for Christ's sake. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it gets run on various channels, whereas Busan doesn't. So I will see yeah. it more. But Busan to me is just like a. Yeah, but the zombie terror, man. Dude, I totally respect that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it was Shaun of the Dead. And it just since then, it makes you, you know, hot fuzz after that. I went to see that. Yeah. At World's End, I saw that. Yeah. Um, that's the only one that falters for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it becomes like the alien stuff or other worlds. Yeah, stuff. I just didn't, I didn't get sucked in like I did the other two. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right. Well, that's our separate lists for the top 10 zombie films. Uh, we're going to put this list together now, uh, Matt, shall we? Uh, that we shall. So I would guess. I'll bang Sean. Yeah, I think it might be number one. Is number one. Okay. Where'd you have uh, Twenty Eight Days Later? Uh, four. Where'd you have Train to Busan? Uh, five. All right, then I would say Twenty Eight Days Later makes it higher because I don't think we have anything else in common. Okay. Zombieland. Yeah, but I don't have that till eight. Oh, fair. Okay. So then Train to Busan at two five. Okay. Otherwise, it's Paranorman at four six. No, I think the two five. I think yeah, two, two five's five higher. Six. Yeah. So then it looks like Paranorman. Okay. And then Zombieland. Okay. Did we already put twenty days later in there? Yeah. So what are we up to? Five. That's five. So we're up to six. Okay. Um, What's your highest? We have two different Dawn of the Deads. Yep. We both have World War Z. I Am Legend is at my number three. Um, okay. So would that go next? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Are all your top five in here already? No. Okay. What's your next one? Well, I mean, I have my five is Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, do you want to put Z up there now and then Night of Living Dead or Night of Living Dead first? Yeah, but we both have that at nine. Yeah, so we? Night of Living Dead it makes more sense. It seems like an eight, yeah. nine. I'm down. To me. Night of Living Dead next then. If that's your highest one that you have left. Yeah. Okay. What do you got next? Uh, number six, Overlord. All right, in my six, I have Dawn of the Dead. Do you want to do combo Dawn of the Dead because we have two different versions? I'm down to and cheat And then like do that. World War Z? I'm down to cheat like that, yeah. Okay. Because I think... Would that more, end it? No, no, we have one left. Ooh, the battle continues. What's your last highest? Uh, number six, Overlord. All right, Overlord would be it. Hello! Because we don't have anything else in common. I don't think so. Nope, that is it. All right, well, let's count this thing down. The top ten zombie films, yeah! At number ten, Overlord! <laughs> At number nine. World War Z. At number eight. Dawn of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. At number seven. Night of the Living Dead. At number six. I Am Legend. At number five. Zombieland. At number four. Paranorman. At number three. Train to Busan. At number two. 28 Days Later. And our number one zombie film is Shaun of the Dead. There you go. Great stuff. 
Uh, shout out to Jay Goldeneyes who sent us these bongos. I saw the picture on Twitter. Yes. Because um, you were like, oh, I want to show you the picture. And you're like, shit, I don't have it. Yeah, I forgot that it was all the way back in my other uh, uh, album of pictures that I put selfies yeah. on. So uh, he's there. So when he tweeted about it, I tweeted the picture immediately when I tried to find it. So there it is. Uh, so thank you for those, uh, those bongos. Great meeting him. He's awesome. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up here? Uh, no, just a, a, a huge thanks to all of our patrons yes. that have supported us. We, we hit our goal of 3,000, so now we got to create another goal of 3,500 or something yep. else, and we got to keep pushing forward, guys. But, you know, we asked you, hey, if we can get to this goal, then we'll start delivering more and more content. We've done that. If you're on Patreon, you get a bunch of Patreon-exclusive stuff now. Yes. And the classic episodes, and there's also recap and reviews that go up there a week before they go on the free feed. Yep. And we're trying to generate more and more content for you guys. Plus, you still get the relists. And if you go Boss Hog, maybe you get all that. Plus, once a month, you get interested, like submit topics, and you yeah. potentially get to choose which show we do. Damn right. Once a month. There's only 12 times of that a year. That was a finite number. Come in with some uh, bangers uh, for ideas, mm-hmm. which I just hate that I said that. I like bangers. Uh, I, I don't because the context I've heard it used more often than not is by somebody. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. That song's a real banger. I'd be like, yeah, but what you call a banger is not a banger. Yeah, right. Fair and point. so that means, makes me not like the word banger now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our thanks to all of you. I, it's amazing how quickly we just put that out. Yeah. Um, not that long ago. And you guys yeah, basically sorry. answered the call. So thank you. You go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 if you guys want to join there. But if nothing else, thank you so much for listening. If, yeah. Whatever you could do, you want to leave us a review somewhere, join the Facebook group and, and, and be part of the discussion there. Hit us up on Twitter, me at Matt Nose, John at The Roca Says. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. Do we cover the Patreon stuff already? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, so yeah, our thanks to... Uh, Chris Alexakos, yes. Matthew Hasso, Kristen Smith, uh, Clay, Clay Williams, and Joe Abar uh, yeah. for everything you guys do for us. Um, we it wouldn't be, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do and deliver all these different ideas and mm. live shows and all that without the help of so many people. And to uh, you know, to all the various kinds of fans out there, you yeah. Know? Yeah. The parents that uh, censor the shows so the kids can listen to it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, one of our fans, Alex, does it uh, for his son, Gavin Russell. Thank Just you. Just boom. Yeah. I, I censor right. it. And I'll, you know, if it's an okay show, well, he can listen to that. That's right. That's I'm guessing right. Drug Talk last week was probably censored. Uh, probably. Probably censored. Heavily censored. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. Smart move. <laughs> Smart move. Hopefully we were fine the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I would imagine so. Yeah. But yeah, and to everybody that's been with us since day one, all the different iterations, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, my wife is blown away about the support. And then, you know, uh, Lindley and my family yep. and our friends meeting uh, all the different fans and how amazing they've been. Yeah. It's like, if you guys are representative of the group as a whole, dude, we hit the fucking Grand Slam home run. Yep. Kawhi over the Sixers. Like, this was, <laughs> this was a shot. Yeah. And I am thoroughly happy with every person that I've met. It's been pretty fantastic. Yep. And we've been growing and growing and, and going off the feed, going on our own. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen to see the reaction from so many of the fans in such a positive way and people wanting to support the show. It just means so much to us to keep going, to motivate us to keep going and record more content for you. And who knows where it leads. And, of course, live shows are on the horizon. As soon as things calm down a little bit more, we'll figure out what we're going to do next. And it'll be fun to do that again because I'm telling you something, Matt, I've really enjoyed doing them 
And after our L.A. show, we were unsure how it was going to go next. And London really blew our, uh, blew the doors off. Chicago was fantastic. So yeah. I'm looking forward to our next one, man, because I think we've got a great rhythm in front of crowds. And the fan, the love from the fans is so much fun. The interactive love is great when we're doing Yeah, it. I wasn't concerned about us. Yeah. I was just hoping, like, you know, basically the energy of what we do here will translate in the live setting. It should. I was never really that worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, it makes a world of difference of having... A room full of people that basically you can have a shorthand with. Yeah. So you can you can do a lot more in the course of an hour. Right, right. To an hour and a half to two hours and 15 minutes, like the second show in Chicago. Is it two hours and 15? Or it's two hours or wow. something like that. Wow. Um, it felt like a shorter show. <laughs> wow. London was... London was... A buck 55. Yeah, it was. It was two hours. And we would have kept going had it not been for oh. the time constraint. We could have done a second show in London easily. Had we done... Yeah. Had we started earlier? Yeah. Like we did in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you can run long on the second show. But yeah. starting earlier is better. Have another shot, too. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's no. weird being on stage at like 1.30, 2 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I've done it a lot. Yeah. But. I haven't. So it was a, certainly a new experience for me. Yeah. It was I've done it yeah, when people, you're there for the entire mm-hmm. night with them. So they, it's fine. You're, you know, and I've also, because the way here, it works here in town. Yeah. Um, if you get a spot, it's just somewhere on the show. Like yeah. if I get a spot at the store. I get a spot. It's either on the very beginning of the show or the very end of the show because I don't have movie and TV credits. Right, right. And I'm utterly, oh, okay. I'm utterly fine with that. Right. It's like it's Hollywood. Yeah. But I'm still getting one of a handful of spots to goes to those guys that don't. Yeah. Just yeah. like, look, you're th- thankfully you agree with me that I'm actually funny enough to deserve this, <laughs> and you would give me an earlier spot if I had TV credits. Right. But I don't. And those names on the marquee sell tickets, and this is a business. I 100% agree, yeah, you know, understand everything about it. Of course. So you get there late in the night and just like, oh, such and such happened two hours ago. Yeah. Like they've had a traumatic experience in this room and you, don't, you haven't been witness to it. Yeah. And that's a weird, you're walking up to it. So they all have an understanding of something you have to fictionalize in your head. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've walked up on stage a lot. <laughs> so I guess this happened here tonight. Did anybody talk to you about this? Some nights it's like every comic because it was so obscene. Right. Every comic talked about it. Or like, no, everybody just wanted it to go away. Yeah. But I'm getting up so late there. If it's that case, they're willing to talk about it. They're like, yeah, but we should probably talk about it. It was fucked up. And then you just start asking questions. So did it happen like this? You do as a Pruder film? Yeah. Breakdown and they get into it. I've done that a few times. <laughs> That's good. I accidentally walked up after this prop act and... Uh, it's, it was a rare occurrence, but mm-hmm. I walked up and there was like confetti and shit. It was at the, the comedy store down in San Diego. And, you know... I told the, the manager, I was like, hey, I'm getting late, so just let me close. And then by rights, I get a 15-minute spot there. Yeah. But I was like, just, and he's like, you can do whatever you want if you want to close, because I was doing another show across town. Oh. So I just showed up, and I closed, and I did like 25, 30 to just, they were enjoying it. I was like, if you guys want to leave, go ahead and leave, but I'm just going to keep going for yeah. another 10, 15. I want to float some ideas and just sit and shoot the shit. I had yeah. a good night. And, uh, but I walked on stage, and there's confetti and there's fucking all kinds of bullshit. And my opening five, six minutes was like, what kind of fucking act was this? <laughs> and you start making up bad jokes for it, And then you, bah, 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 and you throw confetti. And they're dying. And meanwhile, one of the two dudes is in the back watching me. Oh, shit. And I get off stage and I walk off. And he's just like, uh, you're really funny. I enjoyed your set. But he kind of meant it. Yeah. And then I walked over and I talked to the bartender. I know everybody there because that's where I started. Yeah. And just talking, whatnot. And they're like, by the way, that was so-and-so. And it's like, oh, shit, is it? Because I didn't know that. Right. And I was like, I kind of feel bad, but. It's not like I was making specifically fun of them because I didn't yeah. see the jokes. Yeah, I was just exactly. talking about, but yeah. I am making fun of you. You weren't making fun of their act. No, exactly. I didn't know what it was. Act, right. But you don't do that. You yeah. don't make fun of, but it's just like, oh, I assume they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's fair. You know, 
even though they hadn't cleaned up. They, yeah, it's just <laughs> right. they're gone. That was that was ninety minutes ago. Yeah. I did you know another show across town. That's where I was. Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. Well, there you go. Well, that's been a nice walk down memory lane with yeah. Nose to but I don't think we'll get anything <laughs> like that because there are crowds. So I was never concerned. It was just yeah. like a, we just Fair need enough. enough people yeah. to justify doing it to me. Yeah. So so long as we get enough asses in the seats, we'll go anywhere. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's so, our that's our uh, that's our yeah our Toronto. Mantra. Toronto, we're very close yeah, yeah. to pulling a trigger. We're like we're at a number where we're almost agreed on, yep, yep. Uh, but we're not quite there. So if another, I, I don't know, not even that many, like 15, 20 people yeah. just reached out in the Facebook group or emailed us, then yeah. that gets us to where the we, same thing we have with Chicago. Right where we want to be. Yeah. And yeah. just like, okay, now it's time. And Houston, they put up a, a, a Facebook post about mm-hmm. it before there was a group. Yeah. And there's like a hundred and X number of comments on it going, hell yeah, I'd come. All right. Put me down for two. But like a third of those people jumped on board. Yeah. And Hassel was the one I think originally put the comment up on Facebook. Yeah. And he's, he put another one out and was like, well, now that it exists, like, hey, buddy, let's go over here, do this. Yeah. And only a third oh. came over. And then eventually, uh, you know, I think someone put a comment up. It was like, where are all the people that were saying they were coming? <laughs> Where's that? Yeah. Houston, where are you? I don't know. I think now they just assume we're coming because we've gone to the three. But those cities, yeah, L.A. didn't technically, but we're from here and it was a smaller venue. Sure. But if we want to go to another one, just like, yeah. well, we got to do a size of a venue of X. Yeah. Enough to pay for two flights and two hotel rooms and food. And, right. you know, if you guys want T-shirts, well, we have to pay for those before we get yeah, there. Yeah, we do. We and do. then we got to pay for taxes on what we earn. Yeah. Plus taxes on the T-shirts we make here and then whatever... Yeah, we might have to do what we did in London, make them there, so we save at least on one round of taxes. Sure, sure. But we're gonna get taxed on at least three times. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I know, but I'm just saying, like it it takes it takes money to to, to get us out there. Exactly. So we just need but you know enough people. That's all we're asking. Butts for. and seats. That's all. Asses and seats, baby. There it is. We <laughs> promise to entertain you. Yeah, I will guarantee it. <laughs> will the streak of John getting drunk at our live shows continue? I don't know. I think it's. I think it will. That's how I get through them. I love it. I don't. Well, mind. look, you used I'm not, to. I'm not like you know s- s- picking fights. You know, I'm just having fun. True, true. But it could go nah, a different way. Nah, I'm not built that way because I love the fans too much. I wouldn't let it go that far. No, no, no. But I, I know where to ball bust and where to pull back, and I enjoy that even when I'm drunk. Oh, it's not even that. It's uh, I got a buddy of mine that was actually pretty good at performing drunk. Mm. But there was one or two times where. He was pissed at the crowd because they just weren't vibing on yeah, what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And instead of handling it like he would 99.9% of the rest of the time, he got offended because he was drunk right. and took it out on them. And I'm not saying you would do that, nah. but it's like alcohol can make the brain function in oh, ways sure. you don't anticipate sure. on occasion. But look, I had the whole crowd turn on me, and I still rolled with it. But it was at the very tail end. Yeah, which you would argue I would be the most drunk of and the, tired true. and exhausted. But it could happen sooner, and now you have to wade through shark-infested waters. <coughs> I like wading through shark. That's what you understand. I minutes. enjoy it. But hey, I think about the zombie film that we just discussed. Yeah. If death has surrounded you at all times, eventually it fucks you up with PTSD or something because you're just constantly in a state of age. Sure, sure. I'm just, just <laughs> floating the idea. You worry for me, and I'll well, just You do used it. to drink before Schmodowns, and eventually, yeah. once you stop being nervous about Schmodowns, mm-hmm. or maybe not nervous is the right word, right. but... It's a lot to digest in the moment. Yeah. Uh, more so than doing a panel show or whatnot, because you're just expressing opinion as opposed to I'm getting graded on whether or not I know a fact. Right, right, right. And there is a grade at the end of this. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's a different type of you know yeah. atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love it because the fans come up and they buy me drinks, and the, it makes them feel interactive. <laughs> it makes them feel interactive with the show, uh, and I, I appreciate love, that. I love the benefit to you for them. <laughs> it's right. Is that they buy you things? Well, I'm just saying. If they they buy them without me asking for it. Now I asked for the tater tots, certainly, but oh, asked is asked is not the right. I requested strong. Fine, I requested, requested strongly. strongly. Yeah, demanded dictatorially. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say dictatorially. I, I, I would stop the show. That's uh, dictatorially. No, but but basically you were were. Somewhat a uh, cartoonish, uh, yes. Like you know, bring me tater tots. Bring me all the tots. Where are my tots? Where are my? T- I asked for tots ten minutes ago. Yeah, uh, onion to- rings, and then you were indignant. <laughs> onion, how dare you? It's part of my charm. I don't sully. I, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, let's get out of here, Matt. We got to close this thing down. I got to go home. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As we said to this episode of the Top Ten Show, uh, we got so many things coming on. So thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you next time. Uh, yeah. And for the, since we brought the live yep. shows, email us at the Top Ten Live with the number ten at Gmail, and then put in the subject the city, whether it's Toronto, Houston, or you know New York. Yeah. And just in the body, let us know how many. That way, we can. Uh, Put a label on you, put you off to the side, then add you to a spreadsheet that has been made so we can keep an accurate head count. But honestly, Toronto, we're about 15, 20 heads away from going, all right, we can pull the trigger on this. Yeah, get on it. Uh, Yeah. Get on it, eh? We've also both been so busy that we haven't been promoting as much, but we did the nice push. Yeah, we did this. uh, We're calling you guys lazy, you know? (laughs) Okay, see? I think he's he's doing that sober. Yeah, well, I'm just saying because I I think they're assuming... If we build it, they'll come, like that kind right. of ethos. Right. And just like, yeah, technically, I believe in that. But at the same time, this does take an, a large expenditure. We, we right. got to rent the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In certain cities, we got to you know, rent audio guys if we want to record this, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. you know, guys, well, well, you so. help us, we help you. <laughs> it's, it's symbiotic. Yeah. Jerry Matnos McGuire there. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on the Top Ten Show. Show me that money. Ooh.